Broadcasting live from the Vegas Video Network studios, just steps from the Las Vegas Strip, it's Talk Tales! And now our host, she's our very own kaleidoscope of talent! What? It's Kelly Clinton! Talk Tales on the Vegas Video Network. I am your host, the Kaleidoscope of Talent. My name is Kelly Clinton-Holmes. Thank you very much for joining us today. <laughs> we have a, a great show planned for you. We have one, our guest today is one of the greatest character actors of our time. He is a true thespian. He has been in television, movies, theater, and I just found out radio as well. You might know him from one of his uh, breakout roles on television from a show in the 1970s. And remember the 1900s? I do. I certainly do. Anyway, and this is one of my favorite shows, by the way. It, uh, the show was Starsky and Hutch. He was not Starsky. He was not Hutch. But he was Huggy Bear. We have, yes! His real name, he is actor Antonio Fargus. He's here today. But before you meet Antonio, I want you to meet a couple of other people. We have our Talk Tales Orchestra. This is Kenny Davidson right there. Beautiful, Kenny, beautiful. You sound like, like five people, or well, more like one person. You're wonderful, thank you, you are our music. I also wanna say hello to our producer, director, Mr. Scott Whitney, are you there, Scott? I, I am there. I will say that director, maybe, I gave a direction to the Talk Tale Orchestra today. Yes, you did. <laughs> and the direction was not followed. <laughs> so I'm not... having a little bit of Jack Daniels honey and not being listened to. It's a great show. <laughs> no, I think he was a little uncomfortable, right, Kenny, with saying, I love you, and my name is Kenny Davis. Well, that wasn't the exact no. direction. Well, I don't know, Kenny. No, Kenny's. That, that's too. That's out of his comfort zone. It's out of my league. Yeah, no, but we'll figure out something soon. So, Scott, how are you? I'm well, thank you. And you? Kelly? I'm great. I'm great. Do you want to hear about my uh, my week? Yes. No. Yes. Is this thing on? <laughs> I thought I would do the just, pregnant pause just to make a little, you know, add a little pressure. But yes, I would like to hear about it your week. It was just like home with my husband. <laughs> Hello. Hello? I don't think I sing as well. <laughs> well, anyway, we, we did. We were just in New York. Clint is still there. He'll be back uh, tomorrow afternoon. But uh, he performed at the Cafe Carlisle again. Yeah. And they filmed a DVD of, of his show. Um, but we had some other exciting times. That was a great night. And one thing that happened to Clint was we were in the tea room at mm. the Carlisle. And uh, actually, he was. He called me and he said, Kelly, when you come in, he says, come down the steps and look to your left. We're to the right, but look to your left. I said, oh my goodness, who is it? Just look to your left. I come down the stairs, and there is Paul Simon. What? The show Clint's doing is Cole Porter and right. the music of Cole Porter and Paul Simon. And there was Paul Simon. Okay, two days later, I'm going to say this really quick because so we don't have a lot of time, but we are at Joe Allen's, another restaurant in New York, after theater, and everyone's talking at our table, and, I, and there's a little kind of uh, disruption, a little energy coming, and I looked over, and it's Al Pacino. Really? Yeah, looked right at me. I turned to tell everyone, I said, <laughs> and I looked back, and he wasn't there. 
He's, yeah, so I think I scared him away. He may be a vampire. But I there think was, he's a vampire. There was eye contact, that's all I'm saying. And I think maybe perhaps we're going to perform together in a movie. Is that right? <laughs> Isn't that what that means? That's the best audition ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, today on our show, we have a gentleman where movies are not a stranger to him. He, is, he has uh, been in several films. Uh, television shows, we were talking about it right before we went on the air, so many television shows, and he's been an actor for many, many years. There, we are not going to run out of things to say, I can promise you that. So um, I'm, I, he's been an actor, by the way, for 50 years. Seriously, so there's a lot of history there. So we don't want you to go anywhere for more than a minute, because when we come back, you're going to meet Antonio Fargus, right here on Talk Tales. You know, one of the things I like best about the Vegas Video Network are the people. There are no divas here. Everyone is exactly the same off camera as they are on. Hey, Oz, what's uh, Cocktail of the Week this week? You know what? I'll let you know what it is when it's time for you to know what it is. Why don't you get off the stage and get back in your production hall? Oh, my God. You know what? And tell Cheap Ass Whitney to get us some decent brand liquor. This hobo off-wrap crap ain't cutting it. God, idiots. Totally. Welcome back to Talk Tales. My name is Kelly Clinton, and I am so excited. I'm going to meet someone I've admired for so many years, and so are you. This is actor Antonio Fargus. Welcome. Antonio Fargus. Kelly. Antonio. You told me this was the actor's studio. Yeah, it is the actor's studio. Let's turn it into the actor's studio. Why not? Why you, not? You have, I mentioned right before the break, you have been an actor for over 50 years now. 50 plus. And, and, and someone mentioned earlier that you don't age at all. You've yeah. been in the business since. You can't since see the work. That's why <laughs> you just can't see it. That's a good doctor. No, but you've been an actor since you're 14 years old. 14, 14. And you're from, uh, from New York City. New York, born in the Bronx, raised in Manhattan and Chelsea. And, um, and this business found me uh, when I was 14. And uh, here I am 52 years later. That's unbelievable. And uh, still, still talking about it. It's yes. amazing. It's amazing. Uh, now, your first, uh, when you got into acting in the beginning, it was a lark, right? It was something that your mother saw. You, she had a, yeah, you have 11, know. you're from 11? Uh, you you know, 11 she had to find things for us to do. It was 11 <laughs> of us. And um, somehow I was, I was considered, uh, I was a lawyer. I guess I, we sort of like a dysfunctional kind of family, a loving <laughs> dysfunctional family. But, um, but there was a lot of love, but it also there was, a, was a lot of, uh, I was the, the guy who was always looking at things and trying to fix things. I was a fixer. Yes. And uh, so they called me the lawyer because <laughs> my, my auntie, my aunt Gladys called me the lawyer. And it, and it stuck because I could always try to bring, make peace because it was a lot of chaos, you know, loving You would chaos present all. all the different cases yeah, from I would the present, brothers I, and yeah, sisters. Yeah, I would present the cases <laughs> and, and all of that. And, and so somehow my mom thought that I was this. She said also that when I cried as an infant, I sounded like I was singing. Ah. And I had this voice. And she said, every time I go back to New York, in fact, I was back there. A couple of days along with Clinton, we didn't get a chance to hook up because I was so busy. My family, but <laughs> still love, being the lawyer, love the I'm family. still being the lawyer. But uh, <laughs> but she she just saw she saw an ad in the newspaper 
was the Amsterdam News, a newspaper in New York coming out of Harlem. And they were casting a film about sort of like West Side Story. It was called The Cool World, mm -hmm. about a gang in Harlem and, and the coming of age of, of one of the members. And, and I went down and through her, through her urging, and, uh, and they sort of liked what I did with the reading. And I always tell young people when I you know, talk to schools and stuff that it's because I could read well. I had this, mm -hmm. that skill down that my natural abilities for this, for this escapism, for this wonderful escapism and this family mm -hmm. that I found and when I, when I became an actor that just uh, took me in and said, you're not different, you're just like one of us. Nuts. <laughs> <laughs> now, so, but you had never taken any uh, instruction, any acting classes before that audition? No, before that. That's amazing. I was, just a, I was just a voyeur to life, and I was, you know, had all these characters around me and growing up in New York and characters in my family. And in fact, um, uh, I'm from West Indian and Puerto Rican descent and all of that. And, and I always thought I played my grandma. Anytime I did a character that had a West Indian accent, I was doing my grandmother you know, <laughs> or, or one of my cousins. My, uh, so I had so much to draw from that uh, I just loved that I was a character. I never wanted to be a leading man. So uh -huh. I was this guy who did all these weird, strange kinds of characters. So it was just like an innate kind of a natural talent that you had. And your mom? Lucky for you, your mom recognized that. She opened that, that door for me. She opened that door for me. And uh, and soon as I got that, it was sort of the renaissance of, of black theater and the renaissance of, you know, of finding jobs and th things for people to do after the civil rights movement. There was a lot of stuff going on off Broadway. So I started studying right after that. And now where did you study when you were that age? Well, you were like 14 um, years old, right? There was a, there was a, there was a keep the summers cool program that L President Lyndon Johnson started in, in Harlem called the How You Act, How You Act, Harlem Youth Opportunities Unlimited. And they had a drama department, they had a dance department, and somebody from the cool world, the art director, was called upon to, to find the seed of the, of the drama department, and he brought together a lot of us from the movie to start ah. this, this theater group, the theater program. And that's what started me. And then I studied with teachers from an actor's studio, and, and it just went on and on. But, uh, and then I was also in the beginning of the renaissance of black theater in terms of the Negro Ensemble Company, uh -huh. because there's an actor in New York named Robert Hooks, mm -hmm. who, um, who eventually, he knocked down the walls of his studio apartment in Chelsea, where I lived, and, and he heard I was around. And um, he invited me to form this group theater workshop, which is uh -huh. a bunch of young people. And that eventually morphed into, into the uh, Negro Ensemble Company. So I had all this nurturing, all this study, and all these uh, people who sort of mentored me and mm -hmm. uh, brought me along. These are the angels that, that set you in motion yeah, for yeah. a career that's lasted all of these years. Yeah. We have so many things to talk about. Um, you mentioned the Negro Ensemble Group, and there's several other groups that you were a part mm -hmm. of yeah. that led to all the success. We're going to take a short break, but when we come back, I'm going to uh, talk to uh, Antonio about some of the movies that you might remember him from. There were more than I even remember. And each character, unforgettable, on Talk Tales, we'll be back. Traditional media believes that after about three minutes, you'll tune out. Most Vegas media companies think if it doesn't jiggle, you won't tune in. At the Vegas Video Network, we think both are wrong. 
The Vegas Video Network is the first and only live online broadcast network that specializes in insider news and expert views about Vegas. We combine great storytelling with the ability to watch when and where you want on your computer, mobile device, or television. Discover the real Las Vegas. Visit VegasVideoNetwork.com. Welcome back to Talk Tales. Hey, if you want to reach us, you can. Just, just send us an email. Uh, Vegas, um, actually, to the Vegas Video Network, talktales at vegasvideonetwork.com, or you can leave us a voicemail. You might even be on the show. Just follow directions on the website and press record. You could be a guest as well. You could also join us right now and ask Antonio or myself a question on live chat. If you don't get to watch the show at 6.30 on Mondays, you could check us out on the Vegas Video Network anytime, or iTunes, YouTube, Roku, or on KSHP 1400 AM every Saturday afternoon at 12. Welcome back, Antonio Fargas. Talk Tales is everywhere. Talk Tales is everywhere. <laughs> Good now to you, be here. Yeah, you mentioned that you did some radio as well. I don't know about that. Well, and I studied, I researched. I, I think I was, I think that's where my dreams really started by listening to the radio, by listening to the music and listening to, you know, the soap operas that were on the movie in, in the radio before soap operas were on television, listening to Amos and Andy. I just became a dreamer. Uh, and so I learned so much. In fact, if there's, and this is, I don't know why, but music sort of stays in with me. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and I remember at least three lines or three phrases, I don't know what you call them, for almost every tune that I've ever, probably ever heard. I mean, it's just like this amazing bank of information that's in my head just by listening to the radio. Uh -huh. And someone, a choreographer told me once uh, something that's very profound for me. He said, we see with our ears and we hear with our eyes. Mm. And radio did that for me, you know. And now it, you it made me see by what I heard. Right. Now you do something, uh, uh, I read something about character rhythm, the character's rhythm. So the, music is a part of yeah, a lot of yeah. your uh, developing of a character. Every, every character has a rhythm. Every character has uh, a rhythm. He has a secret or she has a secret. And when we can find the inner rhythm that of the character, it's almost like music. Mm -hmm. um, the music of the character. When I was doing some plays and I said, well, uh, August Wilson writes to music. He used to write to music because his music is laced with jazz rhythm, rhythms in terms ah. of the speech and in terms of the, the characters. And they come from a pathos, which is why I love singers because singers can get into the character of every and the soul uh, of, of every character that they mm -hmm. play when you each song is a different character. So it just gives you an opportunity that you don't have because you're very narrow when you do it. One character in one piece or in a play or, or in a movie, you only have one rhythm. But when you can do many rhythms in a set, uh -huh. and take people on that journey, which mm -hmm. is what I love about watching Clint because he mm -hmm. can take you on that, on that inner journey of each character, of each song, and, and put something on it right. that's personal. And uh, so those are the kind of fine tuning that you, you get after you studied and done this thing for a while, you can sort of talk that language. And In th now, did theater come right after this movie that you filmed when you were such a young man? Did you get in, you got into the acting classes which led to theater? 
Yeah, acting classes led the theater because that was the outlet. There was so much going on off-Broadway <clears throat> in New York, and there weren't that many opportunities for, which is why they, they didn't cast this film, the film that did The Cool World, out of the Screen Actors Guild. They had to go around to different neighborhoods because there weren't any roles for black young men in, in films. Mm -hmm. It just didn't exist. So, so being on the ground floor of all of that there was, a, was certainly an opportunity for me. But there was so much theater going on in terms of the blacks um, in white America, mm -hmm. all the things that reflected the struggle of the civil rights movement and the existentialism and all those things it was such a, a thriving place to to be close to it, to be a part of, and to, and to watch mesmerized in my seat to, mm -hmm. to some of the actors who are, who, whose shoulders that I stand on today. Mm -hmm. Now, you did a play at uh, a Broadway show, a play, a Broadway show with James Earl, Earl Jones and some amazing actors, The Great White Hope. You were 24, yeah. and how old was the character that you played? 80-something. It's, it's this ancient <laughs> character. And it's really funny because... Um, <laughs> I mean, I, we did the play and workshop in, in Washington, D.C., and had some great people in it, Jane Alexander, Ned Beatty. I mean, all these wow. people were, were in, the, in, the, in the original production of it, and then we did it on Broadway. And uh, one time I got a call from a, from a TV show. They said they were interested in um, hiring that wonderful actor who played the old man. <laughs> and when I walked in as a 24-year-old, uh, of course, I didn't get the part. And then... They were casting you as like a grandpa role. Right, right, they right. Said, You're not that guy. You're not that guy. You're not supposed to be, you know, playing those those old roles. Um, but then there was an, an, another situation where, when they did the movie for the uh, for the film, they they hired an older actor to play uh -huh. my role because they didn't want to go there. You know? Well, I I believe that there are thousands of characters that you have played. And I lied to the people earlier because I didn't talk about the movies yet with you. But we have another segment, and we'll talk about uh, some of those great 70s films that you were in where you played so many different characters, and they all had their own thing that stood out. And uh, you're an amazing actor. We'll be back in a few moments uh, talking more with Antonio Fargus, one of the greatest character actors. Thank you. This is David Ivey for Pub Crawl. Funny because this is David. You should, you should, no, you should just leave it on. Hi, I'm David Ivy from Pub Crawl, and you're watching the Vegas Video Network. And scene. Welcome back. We have uh, more conversation. Not enough time to talk to you, Antonio Vargas. Mm. Tell us about some of the films that you were in. Uh, in the 1970s, that you, there was a little controversy. You worked a lot, but there were some roles that other black actors uh, perhaps didn't want to play, that you were willing to play, and they called that the black sport, wait, black exploitation. Well, you know, I think everybody sort of wanted to, to be in it, but there were certain I mean, we weren't doing what Sidney Poitier was doing, but we were talking about the street and the characters and the people from the hood and all of those mm -hmm. characters. And not everybody had their, you know, had the chops to do that. You know? uh -huh. So being sort of close to that and also being a character actor and, and willing to take those chances, I had an opportunity to, you know, to play gay roles, to play pimps, to play, you know, drug addicts, mm -hmm. to do all these, do all these characters that were, 
you know, not attainable by by the so-called you know leading men kind mm -hmm. of kind of situation. So I, I was able to carve out a niche for myself and and bring something that uh, that the directors couldn't sort of right. couldn't teach. I mean, or the, they couldn't say, well, we needed the guy to be able to come to do that. And, and instead of mm -hmm. going out there in the street and hiring a real person, which is what reality show, TV show is about today, right. <laughs> and reality movies, they go and get the real person yeah. and they make them into an actor. But, uh, but trying to represent those, those, those lives out there mm -hmm. to the best of my ability, um, and I gained a reputation about being able to pinpoint the heart of the character, the soul of the character, you said it's about the inside, not yeah. what's on the yeah. outside. Yeah, yeah, and you know, so that that out that uh, because you can look at something on the outside, but if you have to care about that person, and if and if the actor doesn't care about the character, it shows. Mm. You have to really. This is a this is a a deal where we have to love what we do. We have to love, you know, playing and giving dignity and respect to to every strata of life that right. we might right. might encounter on the stage or, or in film. So, so those, those films, uh, Black Exploitation, uh, um, that was a sort of a period that, that we went through, which was, which was also morphed into uh, commercial television uh -huh. and so forth. And, uh, what are some of the, the, the movies that you were in? Well, there was Car Wash. Love that movie. And, 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 uh, I think it's one of the first movies that has actual soundtrack, a modern day soundtrack mm -hmm. that, mm -hmm. you know, that, that sold a lot of records, sold a lot of LPs and all of that. And, and your character yeah. in that movie was? Yeah, Lindy. Lindy. Lindy, yeah. I'm more man than you'll ever be and more woman than you'll ever get. <laughs> you know, I, watched, just, uh, I watched a line. few clips and said, uh, I do not see Antonio <laughs> in there at all. Uh, in that woman. <laughs> no, 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 uh, what else? And, uh, Cross 110th Street. Cross 110th Street. Cross 110th Street. And the, the person who directed that, his name was Barry Shear. He directed the pilot for Starsky and Hutch, and so uh -huh. he gave me the job in Starsky and Hutch. But that was one, uh, Cross 110th Street, um, Cleopatra Jones, wow. Foxy, Foxy Brown, Brown with Pam Greer. I mean, that was, um, everybody's heart used to stop when Pam was oh, in the yeah, room. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, she made me she, do She made up. two entrances. I love it. <laughs> a live chat question. Antonio, I hate to interrupt you. Who, who, uh, someone's on the line wants to ask a question. Do we? Uh, we do. <laughs> but, but the uh, two entrances was the best line of the day so he far. He can't even think right uh, Bill wants to know, are there any funny stories from the Starsky and Hutch set? Oh, well, you know, people used to think we had so much fun. It was, we loved what we did, but at the same time, it was really, really tough work to do that. I mean, we were trying to make a movie in seven days, mm -hmm. and that's really tough when you wow. try to do an hour, quote, an hour show, but really it's only 48 minutes of film because it's 12 minutes of commercials. But, uh, but in seven days to do a movie, uh, whereas it would take two months, it was, so it was very high pressure. Um, but there were funny moments. In fact, the, the thing that I love about this business is offstage. I love... I love you know, getting the makeup room and, mm -hmm. the, and the jokes that we yeah. have and the camaraderie, that, the camaraderie yeah. and, and that that family feeling, you know, even if we fought amongst the family and fighting to get a good show and right. you know, arguments and all that. But it was about the love of what we were trying about to the do art. And, and the art of it. So the, I mean, the last show they had these sprinklers went off. 
and boom, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and they were supposed to be the, the last show, and we were, he was, uh, Starsky was in bed, and the sprinklers went off, and was, everybody was wet, and we laughed and all that, and then there was one time where I was doing a, doing a line, and they kept going, and, and we just started laughing, and they couldn't stop laughing. We did take after take after take. You know what, Antonio? We're going to have to do another show because we're running out of time. We want to no. thank you for being our guest. Can we thank hear a little you. car thank wash? You. Thank you, Let Antonio Vargas. I'm Kelly Clinton Holmes. Can we do a little car wash? Yeah. You might not Never ever get, get rich. rich. Mm -hmm. But let me, let tell, me tell you, it's better than digging a ditch. ditch. <laughs> There ain't, there ain't no, no telling who you might be. A movie star, or maybe even a Indian chief. At the car wash, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa, whoa. Looking at the car wash, yeah. Come on, y'all, let's sing it now. Car wash, ooh, 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 ooh. Car wash, yeah. Wanna work? Work and work. Good. Well, yeah, we we talked just a little bit. We'll talk about the movies a little bit more. Mm -hmm. All right. After All right. After the show, are we back? We are back. We're back, Antonio. Not enough time. We need we need an hour or two or three or four, a couple of days. Yeah, no, I didn't even get to talk about the guy who made a big impact in my life and the father of a brilliant, brilliant actor. And that's Robert Downey Sr. Yes. And uh, I did two films with Robert Downey Sr., who's Robert Downey Jr.'s dad, yeah. of course. And uh, I did a film called Putney Swope, which is this bizarre kind of film uh, about a New York ad, 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 ad agency. agency taken over by <laughs> some rogue black men. Uh -huh. And... Um, and then I did a film with him called The Pound, where I played an overage greyhound getting I, ready to be euthanized. Wait a minute. And it, was just, it was very strange things going on in New York at That's the time. That's some serious makeup work. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And I was doing that film while I was, while I was moonlighting doing that film when I was doing The Great White Hope. I and read yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. How did, you, how did you keep, I mean, the stamina, you must have just Listen, been you know, when, you, when you're that <laughs> young and naive and so hungry, you, yep. you know, you'll do anything. And which is what now today, <laughs> I realize how, how much it takes to do a, right. to do a play or to do right. you know, what, what you guys do. Uh, and, or for me now, to do a Broadway play would be really, really taxing. You gotta be in shape. You gotta and take care of your body. And you take, physically, yeah, right? And it's a little bit tougher as you, as you get older, but you also learn how to economize. Right. And when you see the great ones who are still doing it today, they are just, um, you know, they're like butter. Like they're Kenny. like butter, like Kenny ah, Davidson. We got, another, we got, we got a question took, from the uh, live chat, I stole his bow tie. Yeah, we have a bow tie fest going on That's here right. today. <laughs> and I think the uh, live chat we question do. is from a we gentleman do. with uh, a bow tie Much as more well. casual, by the way. You'll note if you go to camera one real quick, we're missing one set piece over there. Yes, yeah, so no, I noticed that. Uh, yes. Uh, it's good the, to be the boss. The <laughs> Jack Anywho. Daniels has left the set, <laughs> left the set. but not the show. In, in very somebody, capable hands. Yeah, right, at very some point, direction must be taking place, and I'm <laughs> directing the booze over here. Uh, Fly Girl wants to know, do you feel like you've ever missed out on a role because of the Huggy Bear gig? Ah, good question, you know, Fly there's, Girl. There's probably a lot that I missed out on because, in fact, I, did, I was up for... Um, 
was it Law and Order? Mm-hmm. Law and Order. And I didn't get the role because they said I was too recognizable, mm. which ah. is like kind of nutty. I thought that's why, you know, you do roles because people can say. <laughs> I, that's why they brought you, know, you in. So, yeah. you know, so you never ask your agent why I didn't get the role. But um, too darn successful. But, you know, if, can't have you. if I can look back and say, you know what, if I missed a couple and I have all that I've gotten, yeah. then I wasn't supposed it wasn't for me. How long was that gig on, on uh, Starsky and Hutch? Just four years. And then we, we didn't get a chance to talk about the, uh, the four years on, on Everybody Hates Chris. And, uh, yes, no, Everybody you know, Hates Chris. I mean, that's like the sort of recent history. And, um, now, so, how did you get that role? I mean, were you called well, I, for it? Did you ha set out to get it? I, no, I got a lot of roles. I got a lot of roles from, from, from Will Smith. I got a lot of roles from, from Martin. I got, and I also got a lot of roles from from people like Chris Rock, who who know, they know, yeah. they remember whose shoulders they stand on, That's and right. it's them saying, "Hey, thank you, Antonio, for what you gave me," and, and being part of that. So, so that's how I got a lot of the stuff that's right now, and I'm sort of on a on a thank you tour as as I finish up my <laughs> 52nd year because I'm I'm being honored in L.A. for the Caribbean Heritage Award and. And all Wonderful. these things that happen after you've, you know, been on the road for a long time and, and you can just say thank you and get a chance to work and, you know, and, and watch you, you and, and Clint and, you know, and just, you know, sometimes you're so gracious enough to say, and Antonio Fargus is here. And, you know, and, and that's just so, I it's humbling. It's really humbling and uh, so I cool. love the opportunity to have you on the show and get into some of the other things because a lot of times we have to throw Huggy Bear in there. Oh, yeah. and they don't that's know the about hook. The hook. That's the hook. And then, to, I mean, you've, you've done a theater in London. You travel all the time. You just got back from St. Louis, St. right, Louis, a couple yeah, weeks ago yeah. from doing uh, a August piece. August Wilson play, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. And it took a while to, you know, to, and also I remember I, there was a time when uh, I was one of the most important people, on, blacks on television mm -hmm. in, in the 70s. And there was a time they were casting Roots, and I didn't get a job on Roots. That's one of the roles that I missed. Uh. And, uh, you know, and I think that's sort of my claim to fame. And then my other claim to fame is that what I wasn't... What did you audition for on Roots? Oh. Did you audition I don't, I don't for even Roots? remember. I just wasn't called in. I just oh. wasn't right. called in. But I was <laughs> called in to meet with the guys when we did the Starsky and Hutch uh, remake. And uh -huh. and I did, and I wasn't in that one too. So you, and you I was conspicuously missed, you know. <laughs> you know and that was like so cool because everybody said, "Well, where's Antonio? Where's Antonio?" So sometimes you don't even have that's to be there great. to make an right. impact. And um, well, we know right. when you keep things We're in perspective. Vegas. Yeah, we can't imagine. <laughs> Let's fix that it. Role. We can fix it. Yes. Do we have another live chat question? Um, I was going to ask if if he just does he still stay connected with you know the younger acting community. Does he provide any kind of guidance? Well, they, I believe they he, reach out to yeah. him. Is there anything like that? Well, that's, I mean, that's part of what I'm doing when I'm in trying to find my place in this community and be supportive of the artist here, not only of the great ones, you know, who, who have humility and, 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 you know, like Clint and, and, and Kelly and, and, you know, this wonderful evening, you know, that, uh, that, you, that you host and, and all the work you do, but I also work with the Las Vegas Art Center, and I talk to young people, mm -hmm. and I teach acting whenever I'm called for. I try to show up, and uh, because I think acting is a great metaphor for giving young people life skills, because uh, uh, I really feel that I have a 
technique is called surviving life through acting. Ah. And so young people can survive the slings and the arrows of life if they know that this is an act. This is the greatest production. Life is a, is a rehearsal, yeah. a real thing. So. Yeah, and you're teaching them discipline. Yeah, and discipline and all yeah, those things. All of that, being on yeah. time, yeah. memorization. Right, right. And so, and Huggy Bear and, and, and Everybody Hates Chris is the hook, you know. I guess I've had something for every sort of generation that people can say, oh, yeah, I know you, you know what I mean? There's nowhere I can go in the world without somebody saying, aren't you, but you should be older, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You never age, you know, so. And you have more to do. You have much more to do. And I have so much more to do, and uh, it's just grateful. I'm really, I love being in Las Vegas, my new home. How, my how long I, have you lived here in Las uh, Vegas? This July will be seven years. Wow. Slide. We're so lucky and to have this, you. Just slowly getting into it and loving every minute of it. Do we have another live question? Yeah, one last question before we wrap up today. Um, just with, with regards to David's soul, is that his real hair? You can't tell. If it I is, won't it is, you're tell. You're not allowed to tell. I won't tell. But if you tell him, you'll have to kill him. But he was a, I mean, I, I love the fact that he was a singer as well. Mm -hmm. He was a really a... I mean, having that hit, Don't Give Up on His Baby, and the other ones that he had at the beginning of Starsky and Hutch. Uh, and, uh, and, before, and he's a great and performer. And before <coughs> Starsky and Hutch, right? Yeah. He, he performed as a yeah. singer. For and he's a great actor. And I mean, I, yeah. I remember also working with people don't get their recognition. I mean, even Don Johnson, I did a Miami Vice with him. And uh, he is a really, really great camera, movie star, quality kind of guy. Mm -hmm. you know? and, can I have one more question before we go? One more question from my friend Jerry Jones uh, brought this up last night. Theater in, in, in London, the West End Theater, as opposed to theater in New York, are, is, it, is it a different process? Uh, is it, is it uh, the discipline different? Or is it basically, you know, the process for you is the same and the other actors and technically? They're, they're both meccas, uh, they're both meccas of, of, of of different styles. Um, it's been said that American actors bring a reality to Shakespeare or classical acting that the English can't touch. And so, and, and both of those places are meccas. Mm -hmm. New York is a mecca of theater and London is a mecca of theater and my hat's off to, to both sides and, and to be able to have the ability and the opportunity to work on both sides and to experience that and the, the camaraderie and family and connection that we have with English actors. Mm -hmm. I mean, how many people know that uh, House is an ac English actor with an accent, you know? Not I mean, until he does an interview. Right, not until he does an interview. <laughs> I mean, and that's so we can assimilate, you know, when I heard, you know, when listening to the Rolling Stones and, uh -huh. you know, people who came over here and, you know, and, and just adapted our language and then when they, in, in their natural tones yes. and their natural rhythms, Rhythm. it, it was just a different, a different thing. Well, hopefully we'll get to have um, Antonio Fargas here at the Smith Center in the theater there. And, and we'll get to uh, experience it right here in your town. Now. And I can also go to bootleggers and, uh, and work it out. I think we should go <laughs> right now to the bootlegger. Let's get over there. Because I mean, I'm on in about 20 minutes. So and I have dinner waiting And he has there. dinner waiting there. <laughs> thank you, Antonio. Thank you, I love you, love Sandy, you. and your son. Thank you. And uh, we'll see you next time on Talk Tales. Thank you, Kenny Davidson.